Episode 7 of this Warriors Life podcast. Um, I'm Will Evans, here again with Brad Larkin, all the way from Dunedin. Brad, uh, how was your Easter, mate? Yeah, good. Good. Hard to um, get out of that Easter mode, to be honest, and back into work. Yeah, especially when you got Anzac Day and then the one day of work afterwards. So yeah, all a bit disjointed, mate. Especially with so much footy on. Uh, what did, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, but it was one hell of a round of footy in round six. Uh, before we get to another disappointing Warriors loss, we'll um, recap a couple of highlights from, from round six, from the Easter round. Uh, any particular standouts for you? Eels. Yeah, how good was that? That was, that was one of the best games of footy I've seen in a long time. For a 51-6 blowout, it was pretty entertaining to watch and just the atmosphere of that new stadium. Um, yeah, you just felt like you're watching a, a piece of rugby league history and Eels really turned it on. Yeah, and automatically that stadium to me is a, on my to-do list. That place looked the piece. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And uh, some of those young Eels uh, standing up. Clint Gutherson and Mitch Moses obviously had huge gains, but uh, guys like Sean Lane and um, and the ex-warrior Murata Nukori, he, he had a huge game as well. Um, yeah, that's starting to turn into a pretty handy footy side. Sean Lane's a different human this year, eh? Mm. It looks like he's put on a couple of kegs. He got sort of shopped around a few teams because he'd done bugger all. Yeah. But gee whiz, he, he's uh, got a bit of anger, a bit of venom. And just a bit of skill to go with that um, ability to bust the line. He's, he's got a pretty out-of-it hairdo for 2019. I saw a, a <laughs> meme where he was made to look like uh, the guy from American Psycho. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's playing some good footy, so good on you, Sean Lane. Another one yeah. to slip through the Warriors' net. Um, my highlight of the weekend, definitely the Roosters Storm Grand Final rematch. Um, what a one hell of a game! Um, Roosters look like they're heading for a massive repeat of their Grand Final win, and Storm come flying back, forced it into extra time, and then an incredible field goal, Latrell Mitchell winning it and um, really putting his stamp on the stamp on the game in a week where we lost Greg Inglis, and Latrell said, "Well, don't worry about it." Um, you've got me, so. Yeah, I um, definitely. I switched off for this one at half time, thinking oh, you blew it. it was I blew it, Jock. Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was. Sometimes I get bored by those perfectly accurate games of football. I like mistakes in that. And first half, they were just oh, like salt. Yeah, it was unreal how well the Roosters were playing. And I just thought, well, that's the end of that. I might as well get some shadow. Yeah, if that's who we see in the grand final again this year, and they put up that kind of performance, um, I won't be complaining, but uh, yeah, they both look fantastic, both teams. Uh, the thing I liked about the, the Roosters was some of their guys missing and a couple of sort of no-names stepping in there um, and standing up. There was the, the young guy off the, off the bench who put in that big run before the field goal. He, he had one hell of a game um, for, for a total no-name and everyone talks about the Roosters and their Salary sombrero and all that, but I think the fact is they just they just buy well. The players that they buy are, you know, high quality. Um, I think that team on the weekend had twelve or thirteen guys that debuted for the Roosters. So you know they don't necessarily go out and buy premierships. They just uh, recruit well and um, develop players. Retain, well. yeah, yeah. That whole bench was a bunch of no names, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, it's one thing they kept 
bleeping on about was how light they were on the bench, but far out, they stepped up. Yeah, so obviously the benchmark again, or both those sides. Uh, look forward to seeing them play again at some stage. Uh, moving on to the Warriors' loss, 17-10 to the Cowboys at home. Uh, we pegged that one as a must-win, and they didn't. Um, now, before we move into breaking that one down, I just thought I'd introduce a, a new segment, and it's uh, my dad's initial reaction. So <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I don't know how much you uh, like JD's JD Evans's take on things, and so I, I text him straight after full time. What was your uh, thoughts on that? And he texts back, probably probably would have won if Blair was replaced in the first five minutes. Well, I couldn't have really put it any better myself. Um, so thanks for that one, Dad. But, JD. But Brad, what was your uh, what was your initial thoughts on the loss? Gosh, they're just running uphill in sand, aren't they? Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, I was, I, I gave up. I didn't, again, I didn't get angry or anything. I just gave up and thought, you wankers. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, you just felt like that. They, it, was, it was a game they looked to have in control, took a lead in each half and seemed like they'd go on, on with it and just couldn't convert any of their other oh. opportunities. Like two, two tries, uh, for the game against the team that was coming in off a four-game a four game losing streak. Uh, yeah, everything seemed to be in the Warriors' favour and they just couldn't put it together. Obviously, missing, yeah. missing Blake Green again, but yeah, they looked in control, couldn't convert their opportunities, totally out of ideas inside the 20-metre area, and if it wasn't for Roger, they uh, were just totally rudderless. Yeah, it was pretty much just about a carbon copy of last week's effort. Where last week they got beaten by one player. Those Rabbitohs didn't play good. They got beaten by a crazy walker. Yeah. Um, and, and it was the same again this week. They, they had a couple of missed opportunities, like sort of disallowed tries, and then it just... Ugh. It was just the, the cool head of Michael Morgan and the aggression of Josh Maguire. Um, and that was basically the difference. And two things that the Warriors were completely lacking. A bit of... Uh, bit of desperation and a bit of fire in the pack and a bit of direction in the halves, which, you know, you can't really blame uh, Harris DeVita for that one, but Peter Haku was just a, a total non-event in the halves, and, you know, that was basically where the Cowboys won. It just grinded it out. Yeah. We don't have a nutter, do we? No, that's the thing. Well, I, Adam Blair was supposedly our nutter, but he's too busy uh, making errors and doing poor... Uh, <laughs> poor uh, block runs that that rule out tries and uh, not running the ball. So um, yeah, it would be good to see him, you know, getting people's faces again. And he's, he's just lost that part of his game at the moment as well. I wonder um, if he needs to be let off the leash. Yeah, just tell him go nuts. You know, if you, he's going to give away yeah. penalties anyway, so he may as well give them away for uh, you know grinding yeah, people's yeah. faces in the dirt and. Getting people under people's skin. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The other thing, which was quite peculiar, peculiar, they picked uh, Tavanga and Roach oh. on the bench. Um, Luke, I thought looked fantastic in his initial spell. Come off he did. midway through the first half. Jazz Tavanga goes to to hooker instead, and then uh, and then Roach has a long stint, and Luke barely gets on. Um, Kearney talked post-match about 
giving uh, Luke time because he's obviously been injured and that sort of thing and, and they've got a game coming up in five days, blah, 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 but wouldn't it be better to have him on to try and win you the game that you basically got there to win instead of saving him for a game that you're most likely going to get dicked in in five days' yeah, time? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've never heard of a team carrying three hookers in a game of league. No, and it was very deliberate. It wasn't as if something happened in the game that sort of forced their hand. Um, Such a crazy move. Yeah. It must cock up the whole centre of the field. Hmm. Different guys in there, three t- three different guys during the game. And as soon as they fell behind with that, the try that Morgan set up, they should have Luke should have been straight back in there because they needed a bit of impetus. And yeah, it was uh, it was like he was playing awesome that first half, wasn't he? Yeah, he looked. Uh, it looked like last year and. You know, doesn't didn't look unfit. Um, kicking yeah. well as yeah, well. No. As he gave gave the Warriors another kicking option, which they needed because Hiku didn't kick it once. Um, and yeah. Um, so we may as well, uh, while we're here, break down the changes to uh, to the squad for this week. So there wasn't really any changes, incredibly, to the squad named on Tuesday, apart from Blake Green coming back and Hiku shifting back to centre and Beale taking the injured David Fusatua's place on the wing, which a bit of a a soft cop-out, really. Um, The rest of the 17 was was totally unchanged, but we've had a couple of withdrawals in the last sort of 12 12 hours or so. Solomon Akata out uh, for compassionate reasons. Um, Patrick Herbert, who we've been campaigning for for a long time to come in, he uh, he gets his debut at centre. So it's if, it's uh, hard to get excited about tomorrow night from a result perspective, but I'm definitely excited about seeing uh, Patrick Herbert. Yeah, get a debut. Yeah, I am too. Now, definitely. Now, not quite as positive. Roger is out. Um, our heart and soul, by far our best player. Uh, our probably only genuinely consistent performer he is reportedly out um, not quite sure yet who will replace him I've seen two separate journalists report that Roger's out uh, one has said Peter Hicku will go back to fullback which he's actually pretty decent there um, then that would probably see Blake Ashford come in from the reserves to centre uh, the other option Hayes Perham the, uh, the teenager he's He's in the reserves as well, and he's an option to go to fullback as well. So we'll wait with bated breath to see what happens there. But uh, yeah, what do you think? Seeing a couple of new young guys get a chance, albeit through uh, not through Kearney's design, but we're going to see them anyway. Um, what are you looking to get out of those two guys? Well, if it is both of them, but Herbert at least. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that big fella getting in there. Um, it's, it's, I just can't get over the fact it's a shame that it's it's take only take it's only injuries that have forced his hand to make changes this year. Yeah, and and that's just the part I can't get over at the moment. It's uh, surely if, if Herbert plays well and and he's got a fair bit to his game, can throw a good pass, and he's just a bit of a game breaker, quite a big big guy as well. How can he bring Carter back in if uh, if Herbert does have a good game? Yeah, by, by a chance of fate, that we've, everyone pretty much has got what they've asked for, bar Stephen Kearney this week. And now we're going to see if Herbert is better or can do anything. Um, now, an interesting stat for you. I was sort of looking at it because I, I noticed last year, and obviously it, it doesn't matter last year because they were winning enough, but 
the how they would just reshuffle to keep the same guys in. Like although everyone in the back five missed at least two games last year, but only um, only six players have been used in the back five um, since since the start of last season, which is um, six quite, guys. Yeah, or no, it must be seven guys. So must the, be seven. So yeah. the, the normal five. Gerard Beale and uh, Anthony Gallen got a couple of starts as well. Um, so it's good to see a bit of new blood in there because that three-quarter yeah. line was totally stagnating. Obviously, Roger's been great, but... Um, oh, yeah, everyone to... else has just got caught the same disease out there. Yeah, um, and who would have who would have thought that uh, only a few rounds after his top try scorer in the competition were not even that phased about Fuss missing a couple of games. He's been... That anonymous with Carter playing inside him, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. That ex- that experiment has well and truly failed. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> and I don't, I, yeah, Gerard Bell's a good solid player. I don't know how much uh, try scoring threat he's going to provide out there compared to Fusatua. He's not. I I like Bell. Cheesy. You know what you're going to get every mm, week. That's, that's one thing. It might not be now. the best player in the comp, but you're going to get the same player every week. Mm. Now, Blake Green has to still be under under a cloud. Didn't train on Monday, apparently, um, but they've said he's going to play. If he's out and Rogers out, that would guarantee that either Perham or Hicku have to go to 5'8", and then the other one to fullback. Now, that is a very uh, different-looking backline compared to what you would... Uh, what we fielded in round one, or in the first few rounds, uh, the only survivor in the original position would be Kemamalo, so... Is that right? Yeah, we'll see uh, what unfolds before kick-off. Um, that, that, that's at least after the last two weeks of some dirt games, I'd, I'd actually be more excited if there was some sort of huge reshuffle, forced reshuffle like that. At least, mm. at least you're getting something different. Yeah. And, now, unfortunately, we won't get that same sort of reshuffle in the um, in the pack. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit more fire in the belly uh, tomorrow night against a pretty awesome Storm engine room. Um, we'll talk a bit more about that game coming up in our round seven preview. Um, now, I just thought we'd uh, punch out a bit of Origin selection chat while we've got a chance. Um, yeah. Now, I thought we'd look at the outside backs. We talked about the halves last week. Outside backs, um, obviously New South Wales, Mitchell, and you'd think Addo Carr absolute locks to, to get selected again. But Tom Trevojevic, uh, he's, he's already said he's not going to be fit for Origin 1. James Roberts, um, bit out of form and also, um, and, uh, also injured, even though he's back on the park at the moment. But where do the Blues go from here? Obviously, they want to stay loyal to the incumbents and so need to bring at least one guy and anyone that stands out for you to that'll uh, come into that squad Clint Gutherson I reckon yeah I think he could be a, a real good option he's he's played a fair bit on the wing and at centre I think he'd, um, yeah. he'd be a beauty yeah I think that's I know there's Ferguson banging and he wants to be back in there but screw him <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be in there he can't yeah. behave one year and all's forgiven but Gutherson, I'd have him any day as well. I reckon he's that yeah. much worth as a player. The um, the other one that people are talking about is Nick Kotrick, starting to have a few against the Raiders. Nick um, 
Yeah, is he playing good? I sort of haven't yeah. much of him this year. I watched him in the weekend and that, but so he's starting to be the beast again, is he? Yeah, I still still haven't quite seen what we what was uh, you know yeah. what his rookie year heroics just yet. But um, interesting one is yeah, they're going to have to bring at least one person in and um, a few others, a few other names that are jotted down. Jared Croker, maybe a. a like career debut <laughs> <laughs> to Michael Jennings. Does that uh, make me jump shit? <laughs> Michael Jennings had a good game on the weekend. He's in, uh, in some pretty pretty reminiscent form of his glory. He's going all right, isn't he? It's um, cool. There's the Peach. He's playing a lot of centre for the Titans at the moment. Curtis Scott, the uh, Storm centre, and mm. Campbell Graham, the big lanky winger. Um now, Queensland's three-quarter line hasn't been getting a lot of airtime at the moment, but you'd have to say there's, the cupboard is bare with Inglis and um, and Holmes now gone. Um, Pong will obviously be full-back and Munster at 5'8". But, so they've got Corey Oates, Dane Gagai and Will Chambers pretty much have to be certainties because there's not a hell of a lot else on offer. Yeah, and um, it's almost like um, Queensland... Teams of past, really, isn't it? Switching yeah. together some unknowns out in the back. Um, and Michael Morgan, he's played an Origin decider at centre, which I thought was a gamble at the time, and he had a blinder, but um, that would be, yeah, just seemed a real gap filler to put him there at the moment. Um, and then yeah, Kyle Fouts out injured, that would be a pretty big gamble <laughs> anyway. And then, you know, if you start looking at someone like Philip Sammy from the Titans, who's only just come back into first grade, it's um, it's a real area of concern. I'm sure Gabe has been doing nothing, hasn't he? No, he hasn't been too flash. Oates has been pretty good in a bad Broncos team, and Chambers is experienced enough to to be Do we can Seabold be the one to chuck Oates into second row? Mm, I don't know. Well, I think he's too valuable as a as a winger, yeah, especially no, with all those, those young back rows they've got. Um, I'd give him a gag in the uh, in the second row for the Warriors if he wants to. If he's that desperate, <laughs> if he wants to play. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't see him moving from the wing. I think he's starting to realise that he's uh, pretty valuable there and can probably command some pretty decent coin now, given how important wingers are to to teams these okay. days. Um, so we'll rip right along into our mailbag, and, and Tally's been uh, been bombarding us again. Um, now, just just on Tally, last week he wasn't that happy that you uh, lumped in the Raiders as being a, a team with a, an equal roster to the Warriors. Um, now, I guess it's easy to say that when your team's going five and one, but I, I thought it was a fairly fairly decent comparison. What you you going to double down on that, or are you you're back? Oh, on that? I, yeah, that, I think it's spot on. Mm, yeah, I reckon, that, yeah, yeah, I reckon that uh, Raiders team squad is it's, terrible on paper. It's just that the Raiders are getting a hell of a lot more out of their roster than, than we <laughs> yeah, are out of ours. Playing a big Joey's <laughs> looking good again. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. When you get get him nice going, playing well, that it makes such an amazing difference to a team, and uh, it's really becoming a position that. And the Warriors are a glaring example of, of a team that are lacking. But you know, if you got a if you got a real game-breaking, big game centre, um, it's such a huge asset yeah. these days. Oh, I think teams are just learning. You need the full team now, don't you? Mm. You can have the halves. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, it's far out. No, the Raiders are just they're a unit. It's going well. And John Bateman by the year, by oh, the yeah. left straight at the moment. He's he's unbelievably on fire. Um, the other guys are. 
just sort of following following his lead. But again, it's it's just all about attitude and and aggression and intent with with guys like that, and that's what we're lacking a bit bit of. Uh, but anyway, Tally's first question was: uh, if you can recruit one player to help for this season, who would you go after? And I'm guessing this is a hypothetical pie in the sky, um, you know, dream signing. But if you if you could pick up one player, who would it be? One player, Cameron Munster. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one that sprung to my mind as well. Yeah, um, even if you might not win more games, but you can lock him in for five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, either him or someone like Jason Tamalolo or Nelson, Nelson the Solomona, someone that you know is going to either run for 200 metres game or ruffle a few feathers and still make 150 metres again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the it's some pretty obvious areas where the Warriors are lacking, and it's a dominant middle forward. A uh, blue chip half and a, a centre would be pretty handy too. Latrell wouldn't go. And, a, and a, a game breaking back rower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fairly long. The rebuild. <laughs> um, and another another question, which is a bit more pertinent. Aside from Roger, if all the Warriors were off contract today, who would you prioritise to re-sign? Uh, Fuss. I like Fuss. Um, Papa, Papa, Papa Lee, sorry. Yeah, he's he's one year stitch Oh yeah, interesting. Put him in so early. I'd probably be looking at Bunty Afoa. But no one mm-hmm. really, no one really jumps out. I wouldn't care if everyone was gone. It wouldn't have break my heart if we yeah. only ended up with Roger two of us this year. Yeah, there there really isn't a, a player assuming that you're going to be able to replace him with someone of, of you know reasonably uh, similar. Ability and value. Roger is really the only one that you'd be devout about losing, yeah. which is yeah. Pretty I reckon, uh, I reckon it's just time for a rebuild, to be honest. <laughs> which is incredible considering where we were. Um, you know, only they've only played six games since they're in the finals, and here we are talking about a rebuild, which really says a fair bit about how they've played this year and some of the other factors around it. And uh, yeah. yeah. No mannering, yeah, no, it's... Yeah, mannering's loss has been understated, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, his work rate, but also he gives a shit big time and out on the field and, he, you know, you can see he's pissed off when they're not playing well. You could say the same about someone like Ryan Hoffman who arguably didn't give us that good of value, but, you know, he was out there and he was pissed off whenever they were playing like this, whereas now there isn't... No one's like that out there. yeah. Um, which is a you know it's kind of a valuable commodity to have really. Pisses us off. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, now just a wee bit of Warriors related news. There's a pretty strong rumour that the Warriors are um, chasing Kurt Capewell from the Sharks pretty hard to the tune of four hundred thousand dollars. Now, um, I'm not. I've been waiting for some Warriors rumours to um, to jump up. At some point, given we've got all this cap space and obviously looking to to uh, to pick up some guys for next year, but Kurt Capewell probably wouldn't be my first cab off the ramp for sort of borderline origin money. No, <laughs> no, it's a it's a strange one, isn't it? So uh, he's a decent player and he can plug a gap at centre if needed, but 
you know, to, he's, they're looking at paying him twice as much as the Sharks are reportedly keen to offer him. Um, I know we're going to have to pay overs to get some of these sort of players, but not those sort of players. I'd rather pay double that for double the player. Yeah, and yeah, well, especially you look at some of the talent that we've got in um, in the New South Wales Cup at the moment. We're obviously you know not too worried about uh, yeah, having, yeah. having a fair bit of corn. So why not spend that money on? Uh, you know, on, you're not just players. buying another leggy sale or uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, 100. So Kurt Cabewell could be a good good pickup, but if that's your, you know, chief um, pack signing for next year, they're in real trouble. <laughs> Seriously, uh, we've been having a bit of a go at the recruitment and retention over the last week or two. Um, but just and it was it just stood out so much this weekend more than any um, who they've let go and who they've kept. Um, Chance Nickel Klovstad obviously we've gone on about him a fair bit, and you can kind of see the, the logic around that one. They've seemed fairly settled. They didn't consider him a centre, obviously, and he's not going to get a chance in this current back three. He's carving out for the Raiders. But Sean Lane played one game for the Warriors in 2016, then shipped back off to uh, to Manly. Um, he's now, uh, you know, he's now a, a real handy player for Parramatta. Uh, Murata Nyakori, uh, again at the Eels in the back row, didn't even play a game of first grade for the Warriors. Uh, Toff Sifley, playing really well for, off the bench for Manly, played two games for the Warriors. Um, I don't know if it, what it is, if, if it's just the fact that they weren't clicking here or whatever, and the other other clubs have uh, have been able to get the best out of them. But it's it just seems like some pretty ordinary talent identifying there. Yeah, I, yeah, I struggle with that talent identifying. I reckon that the same would have been said about Melbourne Storm. Would they be worried about their talent retention with uh, Mal- Maloney when he came to the Warriors? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems um, like we're, you know, overpaying for oh, name, overpaying. Na- name players who aren't performing. Paco Blair, um, you know, even nothing against Blair for the way. I mean, Beale for the way he's performed, but he wasn't exactly a, a good value buy given how often he's been called upon and. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we could have got someone out of our age group to be that exact player for half the money. And just, yeah, hope, I'm hoping someone like Hayes Perham is actually going to end up being a, a real star because um, it seems like we've probably got more, like less, uh, less juniors coming through that are really making the grade the last few years as well. Yeah, you did right there. There's been nothing. Yeah. I guess that Toyota Cup team did mean quite a lot to the Warriors. Yeah, but I mean, even that towards the end of that uh, competition's tenure, that that team started going terribly, and it's sort of shown a wee bit here that yeah. not getting those gun players coming through. Um, you know, for Joseph Vona came through last year, and he's obviously um, gone on to be a good player. But yeah, real, that's it, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so. Before we get too depressed about that, we'll move on to round seven and talk about some other teams. Um, now, first up, of course, it's Anzac Day, Thursday, the traditional clash, one of the great games um, on the schedule, the Roosters and the Dragons. Um, always a huge one, no matter what how the teams are travelling, and it just so happens that both are going pretty well at the moment. 
Yeah, this is a good game. Hey, for the other. Mm. I'm actually happy that this one's on earlier than the Warriors one. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good one. Six o'clock kickoff for us. Uh, Roosters, and I'll just uh, take the opportunity to say thanks to the TAB and their support of this Warriors life. But the Roosters are dollar thirty-three favourites for this one. Maybe a bit short, uh, coming off a pretty uh, a pretty sapping game against the Storm. Dragons could be up for this one. Yeah, I think the, the Dragons could be up for this one. They've been walking the tightrope, getting a few really close ones, still yet to really prove themselves. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this one. Some good individual matchups. Ben Hunt's done, starting to play some better footy for the Dragons, yeah. which is pretty key. Um, but yeah, I really think this will test where the um, where the Dragons are really at. Yeah, I think this could be a banana skin for the Roosters. I'm going to go the Dragons. You know, well, yeah. Obviously no, no carry for the Roosters as well, so that's pretty big. I still think that the Roosters will get up, but it will be super tight. And just after we stop talking about them, we're back onto the Warriors. The Storm in Melbourne, uh, 10 o'clock kickoff our time. Brad, is it going to be worth staying up for? Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't, ten to ten. I watch twenty minutes. <laughs> Is that all you're giving them? I'll okay. give them twenty minutes to to Show their make weeds. me st- not go to sleep. Okay. Uh... But if they put me to sleep, they put me to sleep. It's, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, exactly. It's the balls in their court. It's on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Warriors of four dollars ninety outsiders. I think that's pretty juicy. But even at those odds, I wouldn't have a bar of uh, putting a bet I on them. I wouldn't go near it for your twenty bucks. Yeah, you know, I haven't in any tipping comp I'm in. I haven't bet against the Warriors. I haven't tipped against the Warriors ever. It's just a superstition. This week, I just don't see any chance of them winning, and I'm um, sick of them taking tipping points off me. Of I've actually tipped the storm. So gone years away. and years of Whoa. tradition down the tubes. I just can't can't face that losing that point. You know that when they and the tradition will be back up and running. Well, it'd be worth it if they can. It'd be somehow, nice to be proved wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah, if they can somehow pull off uh, an upset in Melbourne against a red hot storm, the way they've been going without Roger, uh, it would be. You'd have to say one of their great wins of recent years. Um, Storm on a six-game winning streak against the Warriors. Um, Storm playing really well, fantastic against the Roosters. Um, and some of their sort of unsung heroes playing super well. Dale Finucane, Christian Welch has to be a Queensland origin contender. Um, yeah, geez. I'm, it's just the next generation of workhorses down there, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, that's how you sort of develop and bring a new squad through, guys like that are all of a sudden ready to, to lead the team. Um, yeah, it's unreal. The Warriors are playing way too, they're just a slow team. I think, man for man, yeah. Roger again, again Roger aside, but if you if it was a foot race between every player in the same position in the competition, the Warriors would be probably in the bottom four in every position, I reckon. That's super well, slow. They are ter- yeah, terribly slow. All right, we just need some magic. Yeah. I wish we could just magic through to the start of next season and get up tomorrow morning and see who we've brought. Yeah, just like and just read like a, a two page thing of how yeah. how the rest of the season went, who they bought, and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, without two of us, a shake. You wonder where that game breaking class is going to come from, particularly if they don't give 
Perima Nicola. Um, just going to be hard to compete against the Storm, I think. Two 40-point thrashings in the last three Anzac Day games. This kind of seems like it's... Gotten written all over it yeah, again, hasn't it? Yeah, one factor which I would hope would might play into the Warriors' build-up, and we'll take this opportunity to to uh, wish um, Sir Peter Leach, the Mad Butcher, uh, um, best of luck and, and get well soon. He's um, been a bit crook the last week or so in hospital and, and doing it a bit tough. Um, if the Warriors can't find something to, you know, to show a bit of heart mm. and desperation for him, then there's some real problems there because that guy's the, you know, means so much to the club, so much to every player. Um, they should really be digging in for him. And hopefully we'll see some of that. Even if they don't get the win, you just want to see them... Oh, exactly. You know, Chucking them. themselves into the contest together. Yeah. Um, if, they fo- if they fold up like they did against Manly, um, yeah, there's, it's just about crisis time. The yeah, I think so. It's just, yeah, you just need, want to see... And you can forgive a loss, particularly with a few injury setbacks and stuff, but not, you know, not putting in... Won't be accepted, so yeah, big, uh, big crucial juncture for the Warriors in their season. Yeah, I tell you, really tip in the storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am, yeah, begrudgingly, but that's what it's come to. Uh, on to Friday night, first game up is Bulldogs versus Cowboys. Just about even money this one. Um, down in Sydney. Cowboys obviously coming off a good win, very gritty. So were the so were the Bulldogs against South though, and those young guys continue to impress. Really liked seeing Lachlan Lewis get in, stand up to Sam Burgess. Um, uh, yeah, last he's week. a grubby little bugger, yeah, isn't he? It? It's good, you know. Again, it's just those guys that love getting stuck in and competing, and uh, that's what your footy team needs, even if you know that'll make up for a bit of a talent shortfall or whatever. So. Um, yeah, I'm not super excited about this game, but... No, could, neither. Could I'll, I'll, I'll back the dogs there. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on the dogs at home. Um, they've shown enough to... Yeah. They've probably got a couple more attacking threats at the moment. Which like say, you said, not really too no, worried about it. No, I'm not going to go watching Super Rugby or anything instead, but... <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> um, now, second game on the... Both different Bulldogs, if, if you both, get that. Yeah. Um, second game on the Friday ticket, Panthers against the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, big one for the Panthers. Jeez, aren't they copping it? Gus Gould <laughs> moving on, the uh, the godfather. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. That, he's finished. He's done all he could. He's finished. Yeah, the, the my, my job here is done. Yeah, the position's like redundant. He, <laughs> it's a big call. It's like he's going to get back on a spaceship <laughs> and go back to the motherland. Yeah. God, uh, I guess um, yeah. Panthers two dollar eighteen outsiders. They're under the pump big time. Threw away that fourteen point lead against the Sharks last week. Geez, that would have been hard to take for for Panthers supporters after the start to the season. Um, yeah, was, they picked a, a young guy from Northland um, at fullback, Caleb Aikens. He had a game last year, but. Just come back in to the side with uh, who is Dean Fari is out injured, so Dallin's moved into the centres, and this young guy from Northland's got the number one, so big game for him. That, um, that Dallin's been playing awesome at fullback. I know the Panthers have been rubbish, but he's been playing good. 
I reckon this is the one. I reckon the Panthers are going to come out and smash them. Yeah, it says the upset written on it, I think. Just, uh, you know. I don't think South have been going that well. Just got nah. past us. Just got past the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, that back line's not exactly firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get on the Panthers as well. You're going to get on the Panthers? Come on board. Yeah, why not? Um, now, another real dead heat game on Saturday. First one on Saturday. Saturday, Tigers and Titans. Uh, Tigers are seventy-one favourites down at Scully Park. So where is that? Uh, where is... I think they've taken this one. Oh, is that Tamworth? Did I hear them say Tamworth? Uh, Tam- Tamworth, yeah. Tamworth? Yeah. Uh, I'm far off. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a neutral venue. Titans, like the Warriors, seem to get sort of taken to these neutral venues a fair bit <laughs> because <laughs> they're a tough sell for, for clubs' normal home fans. Um, <laughs> So poor old Titans getting dragged out all over the place. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Titans, they were great to watch on the weekend. Um, yeah, they were. And Tigers coming off a shocking 50-point loss to the Eels. So a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot riding on it for them. But, yeah, Titans last a couple of weeks after barely scoring a point in the first four rounds. They got 68 points in the last two weeks. So Jesus. Yeah. And, and uh, you would have enjoyed... Seeing the Don um, capitalise on a on an error from R. Kelly to to score under the post. It was unbelievable, and I caught the replay again the other day and had to rewind. The Don even was showing a bit of ass crack just while he was running around. Wasn't wasn't short, a, on his hips. Yeah, he was low riding them, and uh, he only bent it was over. A gangster. To, yeah. <laughs> he bent over to plant the ball down and, uh, yeah, just a centimetre or two. It's amazing. A little coin slot. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Tyron Roberts playing really well for them and has been made the captain after Ryan James got ruled out for the season. That was a huge blow for them. But um, pretty gutsy that they went on to win that game without him. Jai Arrow, man, he is good. He's so good. It's going to be a shame when one of the big clubs snap him up. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, he's going to go chasing a premiership. Uh, he, he was, yeah, he was great again. Smashed David Klemmer, probably the hit of the year so far. You don't see Klemmer barreling backwards like that, but, yeah, Johnny Arrow, just great stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Titans here. Yeah, I think so too. And no, those these are the sort of games where a team like the Tigers expect to bounce back after getting hammered so so badly. But Titans are shown enough for me. They're a tricky team to play when they got a bit of confidence. Plenty of game breakers yeah. there. Um, another big game after that on is this must be Sunday, is it? Just bring up schedule. Um, oh no, last no. one Saturday. Yeah, last one on Saturday. Um, Broncos and the Sharks at Suncorp. Yeah. Broncos. Jeez, don't they need to win? Four, one and five records, four losses on the trot, getting absolutely panned. The Seabold is crumbling under the media pressure. Um, Haas are struggling. They just need a circuit breaker, I think. They, they weren't too far away, and I thought they actually went all right in Canberra, given how well Canberra are playing. Um, 
but yeah, they just can't get the result. God, just... they just still got nothing though, have they? They're mm. sort of like the Warriors in attack. Yeah. Um, uh, they're just lucky that they've got an extra guy that can kick them. Kick um, an opportunity. You know, you know that it's not far away for the Broncos, though. Surely, just the amount of game breakers they've got um, all over that lineup. Even yeah, it game. just seems silly, doesn't it? They just need to unlock the code somewhere. Mm. Um, yeah, feel that their guys had better games. Don't forfeit show what he can do last week. He's an absolute. Looks like a like a some sort of video game character or something. He's almost disproportionate. He's such a such a hulk. Um, the Sharks still battling plenty of injuries. Uh, no Moylan, no Woods, no Graham at the moment. Gallon, Fafita and Johnson all playing with injury last week. Um, but, yeah, but I'm still, still a fan of the way this team plays its footy they, and then what a comeback it was last week with more than a little help from uh, with, from Shawnee last week. Yeah, yeah, no, I reckon they're, they're going good. Yeah, and they are, it, it's good to watch. It's easy on the eye. And that Morris, I guess they've still got to get used to him. Like, got to remember Flanagan was there for a long time, so everyone knew what was going on. So they're even yeah. dealing with that. They're doing yeah. real well. That's a good point. It's been overlooked a wee bit that they've got a rookie coach in charge. Uh, but, yeah, Johnson really stepped up in that second half after getting – he got absolutely panned. It was like Warriors era at its worst on social media during that first half. Johnson was getting absolutely baked, and then he came out in the second half and uh, just toyed with the Panthers just – Doing that little skip to the outside and combining with the with young Nakora, who's actually out this week, unfortunately. God, people are quick to get on him, eh? Like, yeah. the game, game wasn't even over. <laughs> yeah, and then he, yeah, he stepped up and created What's he done? T- tumbleweeds so... afterwards. I barely could admit that he <laughs> had won the game for them, but beautiful cutout ball to, to set up that last winning try as well. So uh, good on you, Shawnee. Um, yeah, I don't, don't know which one, which way to to lean on this one. I just feel like I've got to keep tipping the Broncos until they get a win up. But uh, yeah, this this has a real cliffhanger written all over it, and I'm probably going to have to. No, I'll go with the Broncos. I think at home. I think this will be the one where they'll get it done. Yeah, no, I'm going the other way. Right. Okay, I'm going Sharks. Um, I could watch the Broncos lose all year. <laughs> Well, I think it might come to an end this year. I think they'll still make the finals. Um, Manly and Canberra kick off Sunday's action. Dead even favourites at the tap. Uh, Are they? Yeah. Um, I guess because it's at Brookvale and Ricky's already lit in the fuse saying that Brookvale's not fit for playing footy on. Um, Is he wrong? (laughs) Yeah, but still. (laughs) What a wanker. Nah, it's... uh, Yeah, I... Two teams that I'm enjoying watching at the moment. They're both playing with a lot of a lot of uh, intensity, and you know, obviously, Manly they don't have the best roster, but they're making it work for them. Um, yeah, they've both got a whole lot of character really, about them, don't they? Yeah, yeah, some young guys really stepping up for for Manly. Um, Corey Waddell's a guy, that young guy that I like off the bench. Um, the pleasure of, of interviewing him when he was here with the Warriors in Christchurch and a nice young fella as well. Um, and yeah, just some of those some of those other guys really stepping up. We talked about Toff Sifley before, he's in the, in the front row starting this week. So good is to he, see is he starting now as well, is he? Yeah. Um, 
the Raiders, I've, we've talked a fair bit about them already. Obviously, Chance uh, had that scare with his knee and then courageously came back out and finished the game with 200 metres and he's lining up again, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's lucky guy that snapped off, initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then he Taylor Swift and shook it off. Shake it out. 40-year-old man thinking he knows Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> We'll have all our all our um, all our Taylor Swift fans listen to the podcast emailing in with furious, furious the correct feedback. lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously the English contingent just playing really great footy and uh, Josh Hobson carving up that hooker. So uh, I'm surprised that it's even money this one. I'd have to go with the Raiders, I think, to keep their run going. Yeah, I'm real surprised it's even money. I'm going for Raiders. Okay. Haters how many, how many knee injuries? What's it? How many knee injuries at Brookie this weekend? <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't mind seeing one that looks serious but turns out not to be serious. But just so we can see Ricky Stewart blow up in the press conference, be Jeff Tovey level. Um, but yeah, interesting one. I'm quite looking forward to that one. The is this going to be the first, or did we have one last weekend? Four o'clock time slot. Was it back uh, last No, week? we had one last week. No, we yeah, but I yeah, like that four o'clock Sunday time slot. Love it. Love um, it. Six o'clock, the last game of the round, the under pressure Knights against the uh, resurgent Parramatta Eels. Now, that's a big game wow. for the Knights at home. Oh, go the Eels. I'm loving them. Mm, yeah, they're pretty irresistible for types like us as a, as a second oh, team to support. Got the perfect recipe there this year, don't yeah. they? The old boys getting dragged along by the young fellas with all the energy. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. And you know, despite a few guys being out there, they're really, uh, really going for it. And I just wanted to talk a wee bit about. So obviously, every man and his dogs off contract at the Eels, and it's a big talking point at the moment. Uh, Gutherson or Moses, even though I probably wouldn't be that much of a fan of Moses coming anyway, still. Bit too flighty for my liking, but they're too expensive for the Warriors to pay overs for. I think at the moment, and they seem to be pretty passionate about the Eels. So I think you know any any thought of those either of those guys coming is pretty uh, redundant. But Brad Takarangi is a guy that I wouldn't mind the Warriors having a bit of yeah. a bit of a nibble at. A centre who can you know, got great ball skills, bit of a game breaker, really underrated, and you know obviously been buying Kiwis back left, right and centre but he's one that just seems to come through the Aussie system and would be um, I reckon it'd be a really good buy. I reckon it'd be good and then another one I was thinking of there too was Josh Hoffman. Yeah yeah he's uh, obviously I'd, not I'd have Josh Hoffman for the same price as Bill. Exactly and I think he probably offers a wee bit more punch he's just a yeah, player that really went off the radar after he left yeah. the Broncos, and he's not a first choice out of the lineup again with Blake Ferguson back this weekend. He yeah, put a foot wrong in the weekend. Yeah, good, good value, I think. Yeah, he would be costing a hell of a lot. So yeah, um, get onto it, Peter O'Sullivan. Yeah, there you go. We've given them two. Yeah, yeah. Like we've given you a bit of a blast, but you know, here's, a, here's a bit of. We're a only ha- too happy to help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, onto the Knights. Jeez, they were awful against the Titans. Three errors that led directly to tries on that very first play. That's uh, inexcusable. It was. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. 
I didn't see. I just caught highlights of this game, and geez, they are just terrible at the moment. Mm, um, I was, I had real hope, real high hopes for these guys this year. I thought I was going to see some a class at what Parramatta's presently doing, but yeah, nothing out of them. No, they just yeah seem disjointed and even disinterested. And some of those guys that were were playing really well with uh, when the nights weren't going that well. And then continued to last year, like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Mitchell Barnett, they haven't yeah. been as prominent. And uh, yeah, they just look like a bit of a rabble at the moment. Um, they do. But that Fitzgibbon, that would be one odd boy, if I was Yeah, or Mitch Barnett. He's kind of weak yep. this game. Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, I could spend all day fantasising about players that we could buy. Um, next week, I think we might. Have we look at the list of off-contract players and pinpoint who we might be able to target? Well, well maybe we just name our 2019 lineup, our 2020 lineup, <laughs> off of who's off-contract and okay. who's there at the moment. Righto. I'll meet you. I'll meet you next Wednesday. Yeah, done. Sweet. Um, so that's it for round seven. Done and dusted. Who, who were you going there? Sorry. Oh, uh, Eels, Eels for sure. I think. Just oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, and I'm just looking at that Eels lineup again. George Jennings is on the extended bench. He's another one we could probably have a have a wee look at too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a mill to spend. Uh, they should be looking right now, in my Pretty opinion. Sweet. Um, Pretty sweet. And the, the guy that's totally fallen off the radar just on the Eels again, Bevan French is running around in New South Wales Cup for the Eels feeder team. He isn't even. Is he? been talked about. Oh, he probably not doesn't really fit with what the Warriors need, but just to, you know, for how how much of a young superstar he seemed a couple of years ago, a player that really fell off the fell off the map. It wouldn't be bad having that one little just psycho fast winger and then the one big winger. Mm. Like, remember the old days how they used to have one of each? Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, could make it work. Give uh, yeah. one of them a run in the centres or something. The uh, the one of our big wingers. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. I'm alright with that. Um, now we've wrapped up round seven. Have you got a bit of time and energy for Stats Corner to finish off? Yeah, we can punch in a quick Stats, can't we? Yeah, why not? Sweet. Right, I'll roll it. Okay, mate. Stats Corner. Okay, last week we brought you the longest try droughts. Uh, Jacob Lilliman taking that one out. In Warriors history, that is, by the way. Uh, Jacob Lilliman, 77 game try drought. Uh, this week, we've got the most consecutive game scoring a try, other end of the scale. Um, so, it was a bit of a, it was a two-way tie for fifth and a four-way tie for first. So, I'll give you the uh, two guys tied for t- tied for uh, fifth spot. Six games, six straight games they, uh, they scored in. Jerome Rapati went on a six-game tear in 2007. It's pretty good for Jerome. He wasn't exactly was, a noted yeah. try scorer. Uh, I think he might have got 40-odd in 140-odd games. Uh, no surprises here. Six games. Manu Vatavai in 2013 got across the stripes six times in a row. That's, this is not one of the top. That's out of it. Well, you can... Uh, spoiler alert, you can have more than one entry in here, obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll see what happens. <laughs> so yeah, fingers crossed for Martin. 
so we've got uh, our seven and on seven consecutive games, four players have done it for the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to go in reverse order from most uh, surprising to least surprising. No, least surprising, most surprising. Fair enough. Yeah, rather than chronological, build some suspense. So seven games, 2010, Manu Oh, yeah. really? Did he? Yeah, so that was one of his great years. I think he might have got, might have ended up with 20 tries in 19 games that year, and he went on a seven-game streak. A fantastic year for Manu, that one. Um, yeah. Next, uh, Cab off the rank in 2004, Francis Malley. Uh, Francis what? Fran- oh, Francis Malley. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you said talking about France. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Um... Yeah, 2004, so interesting that it wasn't his record-breaking 2003 season. It was the following year where the Warriors absolutely fell to pieces, but Manly managed to find a bit of a purple patch, try-scoring-wise. Next one, seven games straight, scoring a try, Conrad Hurrell in his 2012 rookie season. Now, that's one hell of an effort for a rookie playing in the centres. In the centres, too, not a a way Uh, that's right, and that's when the stories come out that he's kissing to his mum back in Tonga and da da da. Yeah, plenty of kisses blown during that streak. Jeez, uh, he could get across the stripe. Oh, he was unreal, wasn't he? Yeah, jeez, he could have just harnessed that. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> imagine having something. He seemed happy. Yeah, oh well, good to see him. Uh, good to see him carving up for leads, even if leads aren't going so well. Now, Hold on to your hats for the fourth player to have scored seven games in a row back in 2005, Todd Skinny Burn. <laughs> Toddy. Yeah. Could Slip over. It's a pretty good effort from Todd Byrne, not exactly the most potent try-scoring winger of all time. 51 tries in 104 first-grade games. And I think, yeah, scored roughly... Try every two games for the Warriors, but yeah, just went on a massive streak during 2005, and even more impressive. So he got uh, yeah seven games straight. Then he missed one game, scoring a try. Then he went and scored a try in the next five games. So, well, so then there must have been like 30 games where he didn't score anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so 12. What's that? 13 games, 12 of them he scored a try. That's pretty good. For and how many there. tries did he get off all that for the Warriors? Mm, 21 from 43 games. So then, so, yeah. Oh, God, that mess way too hard. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, I think we'll call it a day. It's a bit late for that sort of thing, mate. <laughs> it is. Uh, so enjoy your Anzac Day footy and paying respects and all that sort of thing, everyone. Uh, and enjoy round seven. Hopefully we get a bit more out of the Warriors tomorrow night. Uh, if we don't, then we've still got a full weekend of footy to enjoy. Take it easy and we'll see you next week. See you, Brad, mate. Decent. Catch up, bro.